Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coleridge Downs overlooks the Rakaia Gorge on the northern side of that mighty river, and the scenery around the station's pastoral hills is spectacular. It's Mount Hutt, Peak Hill and the Benmore Range. They're constant reminders of the Southern Alps and the harsh environment that it holds. Cosmo Kentish Barnes is there to find out about a farm cadetship programme that turns fresh-faced school leavers into hardy, no-nonsense shepherds. First up, he's with Jack Innes. Oh, I'm a second-year cadet at College Downs, and we're just at the quarters having a look around. This is where you all live? Yeah, yeah, no, it's a pretty, pretty good spot. Um, yeah, it's pretty nice for quarters, so, yeah, all living together, so it's good. How many of you uh, live here? Ah, uh, there's eight of us. Four second-year and four first-year cadets? Yes, yeah, yeah, because there's four rooms on the outside, and then two rooms here, and then toilet and showers just here and then there's a couple more rooms inside yeah so where do you do your cooking um we got a cook shop down the hill we go down there every night and then we get oh she makes us pack lunches and we just make them well well she makes them we bag them up and then come back up in the evenings but yeah so you don't have to cook no no just weekends so it's pretty ideal in the weekends what's normally on the menu always a bit of bacon and eggs and pasta and the old thing kicking around roasts and just whatever really yeah and what's made you want to come here and become a cadet just awesome experience learn heaps with great people and it's just a perfect awesome experience when you come straight out of school so how old were you when you came here uh 17 17 yeah was it quite a challenge to start with uh no it wasn't too bad everyone was pretty friendly so you fit in quite well so well you fit in pretty quick everyone's pretty welcoming yeah and you're at the End of your second year now? Yes, yep. So we're all starting to look for jobs about now and just, yeah, starting to apply for the odd one. So just so it happens, really. Yep. And you've been learning on-farm work, but also you've been doing a lot of classroom study as well. Yes, yep. Yeah, we've learned heaps in the classroom. I'm sort of more of a hands-on guy. I learn a lot more doing it than reading it. But, yeah, no, I definitely learned heaps. What has been the biggest challenge for you since, since being here? Yeah, probably getting dogs up and going, that's quite a challenge, but we're getting there slowly. Yeah, because you get allocated a puppy, don't you, when you come here? Yes, yep, yeah, we get a heading dog pup when we first turn up, and then about halfway through the year we get a buy broken and hunt away, and then oh, at the start of your second year, end of your first year, you get another hunt away pup, so, yeah. Dave, do you want to go with Kelsey? She's got shares of cows on. Just above the accommodation unit is a busy farmyard where Tony Plunkett chats with his staff as strong winds and some hail start to buffer the gorge. She's been an interesting spring. We had such a warm August to the point that we were starting to get a bit dry and then we got a dump of snow. We got six inches of snow. Uh, we did have used lemon so that caused a bit of, a, bit of an issue. Uh, uh, and we also had 60 mils of rain and, and then we've had another skiff of snow come through and now we're getting the equinox uh, which has seemed a wee bit harder than normal but that's where we live. Tony runs the farming operation and the cadetship program. 
Um, I'm the general manager for Coleridge Downs LTD, which consists of four stations, three out the Require Gorge. Uh, we've got Dry Akron, Big Ben, and Coleridge Downs, and then we've got Annavale up the Waimak Gorge. So total hectares were about 9,000 all up, uh, running 45,000 stock units. What appealed to you about the job? Probably the people. Um, you know, I get a real kick out of managing people. Uh, I like large-scale farming, and um, it's not a bad place to live, with Gorge. How many staff do you have here? Altogether, on the payroll, we're up to about 20, including the cadets. And, in fact, one of the cadets has just turned up on a tractor. Is that Jack? What's he doing? Uh, Jack is a way to help pull a heavy roller to bits, actually, that's leaking. Tell me about the cadet programme that you run on the farm. How did it start? Uh, so we've been going nine years now. How did it start? Um, I've got four sons and we were sort of looking around uh, for a training program for them and just found that there wasn't a lot out there. We went up to Smedley and Waipawa and had a look around there but noticing that there was 50 to 80 applicants every year and it so happened that a good friend of ours, uh, Sarah Barr, was really pushing to start one in the South Island. She was negotiating with another um, farm a wee way from here and, and that sort of fell flat and uh, she heard I was up there and so she came knocking on the door and said hey you guys should have a crack. And that's how it started? Basically that's how it started. <laughs> so what did you do to set up the training farm? That, that year I went on, a, on the Rabobank executive course and I did my business model plan on setting up a cadetship here and then put that in front of the, the owners and the board. Um, we're really lucky here with the Erdmans, they're in America, they live in Hawaii, they, they're farmers, they ranch over there and um, they're really positive and support um, education. Yes, and so you've been going for a few years now, are you getting lots of applications? Yeah, I think uh, we've just chosen our next four coming in and I think we had 32 apply. Uh, we, we probably see the other side of, of the industry. We, we get a bit sick of hearing about no young people coming into the industry and yet we've got this cadet thing going and, and you know we've got 30 kids apply for four. Of that we could easily take 20 of them and all want to get into agriculture. They just need the opportunity to, to start. Mm. Do they pay to do this cadetship programme? Now, we're a wee bit different in that way and that was one of the admins non-negotiables that they didn't want New Zealanders to think that they were getting their labour for nothing. So one of the things we'll see, well we have to pay them. So they are our labour force which is a wee bit different to Smedley and Waipara and some of the other uh, programmes so they have to do the work because we've got nobody else and for that they, they get paid. So they get a, uh, a training wage, they get fed and they get housed. First year cadets Alexa Gunson and Jack Hamilton are in a paddock near the farmyard with their dogs. So I've got George, my five-year-old Huntway, and then my heading pup, Roo. He's coming up about 11 months old. What's your background? Where are you from? And what made you want to come to Coleridge Dance? Uh, yeah, so I'm originally from Hawke's Bay, up in the North Island, so 
off a farm, but yeah, a little way away from home. But nah, just an opportunity to learn new skills, I suppose, hands-on, and yeah, get a good experience and take a few boxes as well of, with paperwork and stuff. Mm. Yeah, it's a pretty good opportunity. Was it hard coming down to the South Island on your own? Oh, a little bit, but nah, it's been awesome. Like sort of expand your own friend group and network of family, I suppose. And here it's great at Coleridge. We are a real tight knit, which is cool. So mm. it's made it quite easy. But yeah. In the first year, what sort of things are you doing in terms of on-farm learning and also in classroom learning? So in our first year, it's sort of we go wherever we're needed on the farms and then classwork you aim to sort of get your level three papers done which is pretty good and then that helps you in your second year you go on to level four classwork and then you are a little bit more busy with more responsibility on the farm. Mm -hmm. Now your uh, dogs are raring to go they're in the back of the ute right now and one of them is staring at that small mob of sheep in the paddock are you going to do a bit of training? Yep. Now, Jack, tell me about your your dog. This is my heading dog. She's about 18, 20 months old and just just sort of starting to go right now. So this was the pup that we got when we first turned up. Did you get to choose her? Um, I got to choose her out of a litter, um, out of the old manager that was working here. So, yeah. Have you had someone to come in and help you with the dog training? Yeah, we've had Lloyd Smith come in a couple of times and... All the managers are really good at helping us. If we ever have any problems, we just sort of yeah. talk to them and they normally sort us out. How many dogs have you got now? Uh, three. And I'm planning on buying another broken and heading dog at the end of this year. What part of this experience do you love the most in terms of being out on the farm? To be honest, probably the pivot side of it because you've got a lot more intensive stuff going on. You learn a lot more about grazing and stock and stuff but the mastering side of things is bloody good fun. Further up the gorge another cadet is driving his ute towards a mob of sheep that need shifting. G'day I'm Charlie Coakley I'm a second year cadet and we kind of start off as not a lot of experience and we hopefully come out as young junior shepherds. Yeah, where are you from? Uh, I'm just from West Melbourne, which isn't too far from here, about 50 minutes. What do your folks do? My parents are poultry farmers. How come you're not working with them? Oh no, I just had a massive passion for sheep and beef farming when I was young, and uh, I think Coleridge Downs has probably given me that best opportunity as uh, you know, get a head start in the industry. If you hadn't have come here and become a cadet, what sort of path would you have taken? Oh, I probably would have just tried to get another shepherding job somewhere, but it's they're probably not as good as uh, the setup that they've got here at Coleridge, yes. or I would have looked at doing a dippy at uh, Lincoln. Steady, steady. Have you gotten involved in the local community? Yeah, all of us boys, we play footy down at Darfield Colts, and it's really good to get out of the gorge and go play some rugby. And uh, we also all do the um, Glenroy Dog Trials, which is the local dog trials here, and do a bit of a working bee, and we all second years run our dogs there, and it's just a good time. Now the paddock we are driving through is quite boggy in places. Yeah, in the in bull paddock here we've got uh, some ewes and lambs, and uh, we're just getting um, them all in one paddock for tailing tomorrow. 
Hello, Gus. Gus left. Left. Sit down. Get. Quiet, drum. I jump into a side-by-side -side with Lucy Moffat. Because of the volatile conditions, she's heading up the hill to check on some stock. So windy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Is that better? Yeah, that's good. Now I've just jumped back into the side-by-side -side because I think it's a bit too noisy out there. Now Lucy, uh, tell me about the sheep in this paddock of chicory. So these are our early ewes. So they, they've all finished lambing. They've probably finished lambing a week or so ago. And uh, over about a course of a month, they lambed out on the hills and we put, brung them back down to the chicory to get them ready for tailing. And yes. they're headwaters breed and they're through the Lumina program. Yes. What's, what made you want to become a cadet here at Coleridge Downs? So I'm off a family farm in Ashley Gorge and always wanted to do something along the lines of like in the agriculture industry but I could have gone to Lincoln but university straight out of school didn't really, it wasn't really what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something a lot more practical and hands-on while still getting a lot of learning and I was chatting to a mate about this program and came to an open day and yeah I was lucky enough to get in and yeah I'm loving it. And do you do lots of courses while you're a cadet? Yeah yeah we're very lucky we're very supported by the farm and the managers and the owners to like further education uh, like we so we get to do a chainsaw course like a Can-Am course LTV and we do a shearing course yeah, so we're very, they're very open to and love, you know, seeing us grow a bit further. Yeah. What's the hardest part about being here for you? I don't know. There's a lot. Each day you come across a challenge of some sort, but I suppose the weather's testing. Of you know, every person that is in the agriculture industry <laughs> will understand that the weather is pretty much the bane of everyone's existence. It's yeah, it can be a challenge. Like we're meant to be tailing this afternoon, but with the weather, it's just not going to happen. But it's, that's okay. It's too unpredictable, isn't it, today? The weather. Yeah. yeah. There's been no rain, hail. As our listeners can hear, there's heaps of wind, but it's not. It's not too cold, is it? No, it's not. Definitely not for up here. It's definitely been a lot colder. It's just windy, very windy. And so you've got one more year left. Yep. Yeah, I got next year. What's different about the second year? So second year. So there's three different farms. Like run together and then the first year you kind of switch around a bit and get to know every manager and get to learn a bit from it off each farm but in the second year you're placed at a farm so two cadets are at Coleridge one's at Big Ben and one's at Dryacron and I'm lucky enough to be at Dryacron next year with Troy so I'll be the only second year up there and I'll work closely with Troy who'll be my manager to learn a lot of him and I'll also get to run a bit of dry acron down there which will be exciting and yeah. Yeah. And what are your hopes and dreams for the future? To definitely stay in the agriculture industry. I'd love to go shepherding down south next. And you've got one dog now but by the end of the cadetship 
you'll probably have three or four. Yeah, so I've I got a heading dog at the beginning of the year, and who was just a pup, and I have just brought a hunt away. Yeah, and then I'll end of this year I'll get another younger one, and yeah, that'll be yeah probably three three to four dogs when I leave. I've just got back to the farmyard at Big Ben Station here, and uh, this is where the office and classroom is. And I'm going to pop in and catch up with the cadets training manager, and and it's going to be good to get out of this wind. I'm Kristen O'Callaghan. I've been here for about eight years, and. Yeah, I came here primarily as the training manager of the cadet program here, which evolved into coming on board full-time and 50% of the time helping out on the farm, either out on farm or farm support with compliance and environmental and all sorts of other duties that are coming upon us Mm. in the farming world. So you oversee the primary ITO courses that the cadets do here on the farm? Yes, yeah, so I'm their tutor for their primary ITO work, so they, they're enrolled in Level 3, and they begin Level 4, which is part of the complex apprenticeship that primary ITO offer, that um, works really well for our, our cadets. Um, we structure the work, uh, our timetable, largely around the farming calendar, so we'll be working really hard on everything to do with lambing and calving and feeding at the moment and then yeah later in the year we'll be looking more at feeding into weaning and yeah it gets a bit too busy through summer so we don't do quite so much classwork through summer and then come next autumn winter we do a lot of classwork through those times. Mm. So what sort of things does this classwork cover? So at the moment the work they're working on with the lambing and calving, they're um, having to identify and get photos, load photos into their programme of um, lambing problems and how they deal with it and then monitoring it afterwards. Um, They're monitoring body condition score, monitoring behaviour, all sorts of things. That will come in super handy when they're out there Mm. doing a big job on a on a high country station or another farm. Yes, yeah, that's right. And a lot around planning, so understanding why the planning's done and put in place and recording that and then carrying it through into the situations they need to use it and then reporting back. So it's the full process which just becomes in greater scale as they move up through the ranks. Mm. Are most of the cadets like, oh, no... We've got classwork today. No, no, they'll actually get a bit stroppy with us if we get behind. We hear all about it. When's class? When's class? So they mostly enjoy coming to class. We keep it pretty social. It's also a really good time for me to pick up on anything that's going on. If someone's being um, isolated or getting a bit down or a bit stressed, it's um, a really good chance for me to catch up on that as well. Yeah. You also oversee their pastoral care, so to speak, because I guess for some of them this is the first time that they've left home properly. Absolutely, yeah. Massive part of it is the pastoral care. They they just can't succeed unless they're looked after. Like A lot of them are 17 when they arrive. Most of them turn 18 in the first few months of 
first year of being here. Um, it's not always smooth sailing. It's all, always fun for the first week. And then, yeah, by the end of a couple of months and, and the hot, dry wind in the summer, a lot of hard work, there's usually a few tears from most of them. And that's our job, just to wrap them up and put a bit of care around them and get them going again. And Tony will often introduce me as camp mother around here, and I, I guess that's, that's about what it is. But it's basically just good family values and good culture. How important is it that there are opportunities like this cadetship program here at Coleridge Dan's for young people wanting to have a career in agriculture? Oh, it's so important. There's so many kids out there that are keen and just want that start and it's so hard to get that good start without them being soured. You know, as Tony said earlier, it's a bit frustrating when you hear people saying it's really hard to get staff. It's not it's not that hard to get staff. You just gotta put the time in and train them and put that support around them and nurture them and it comes back. You know, we've we've got some of our original cadets right from back in 2016 when it first started that I'm pretty sure some of them will be tapping on the door in the next few years for our block managers jobs when they come up so that's when we've hit the pinnacle of success I believe. Despite the weather Alexa is still in the paddock training her farm dogs. Beyond the paddock where the sheep are we can see uh, the mountains and there's quite a bit of snow on the tops. Yeah, that yeah. no, does. We're actually supposed to, I think, get a bit of more snow, even though it's, what are we now, October. Um, but, yeah, no, it's definitely ever-changing weather, but, yeah, yes. pretty lucky with the scenery. There are some cattle in the distance too. Are they the Angus cattle? Yep, so they're Angus first carvers, so they've. this is their first year of carving. At the moment, they're quite sort of, you want to leave them as much as you can because mm. they get quite protective over their calves um, but yeah so that's what's in the lane over there um, Oh we can see a young newborn calf just running down towards mum Yeah yeah. so they I'll get quite them. hectic yeah <laughs> with our brake fences and stuff it's quite funny they sort of roam around underneath and then you've got all the mums mooing and creates a bit of noise behind the quarters but it's nice to have them away now yeah. in the lane. What school did you go to before you came here? So I was at Wanganui Collegiate so I stayed right the way through. But, yeah, it was a bit of a stretch, I would say. School was, yeah, it was great opportunities and everything, but it is pretty nice to be back where you sort of feel more at home. Had you identified Coleridge Dan's uh, well before you'd finished school? Did you know yeah. that you wanted to come here? Yeah, for sure. Sort of, I'd say sort of end of year 12 was the time where I'd sort of realised, I was like, this is, yeah, this is what I want to do. So, yeah, gave it a crack and... You sort of do the open day, which is normally in early July, and then you sort of send your application in, and then they do about, yeah, probably 18 to 20 interviews a year. So you came down with mum and dad? Yeah, yeah, I came down with dad for my interview, and then, yeah, you sort of get told if you're in or not, and then you come down again sort of end of the year and you do a couple of initiation days of sort of more tractor work and side-by-side training and stuff, which was quite nice. What are your long-term goals? Would you like to have your own farm one day? Where can you see your career heading? Oof, career heading, probably, yeah, long, long-term is either my own farm or helping with the family farm, but 
maybe expanding that or yeah, managing a big station somewhere would be another ultimate goal, but yeah, see sort of what happens. Alexa Gunson ending that story there from Coleridge Down Station in Canterbury's Rakaia Gorge. Cosmo was also talking to General Manager Tony Plunkett, Training Manager Kristen O'Callaghan, and Farm Cadets Jack Hamilton, Lucy Moffat, Charlie Coakley, and Jack Ennis. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.